Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Auburn Tigers fall to Maryland 31-13 in the Music City Bowl. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's good, man. Happy New Year's. Up-tempo family, Auburn family, man. Hope everybody is blessed. I am your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. And Blake, uh, I just watched the basketball game, got in late about midnight last night from Nashville, just watched Auburn dismantle Chattanooga. Thank God had to cleanse these eyes, brother, because what they watched yesterday in freezing cold temperatures up in Tennessee, uh, oh, man, made me sick, threw up on the way home, had to pull the car over, just had no idea. Um, man, just it blows my mind to not see people try when you when you do stuff, you know, if uh if I'm, if I'm trying to tie my shoes, I try to tie them, you know, I just, uh, whatever I'm doing, if I'm, if I'm cooking something, I want to cook the best taco I can make, uh, to watch people just not give a damn about what they're doing, especially something they want to do for their profession is really, really a shock to me. So, uh, forgive me this morning if I kind of struggle to, to find myself here. Cause I'm just flabbergasted, flustered, bamboozled. You could say, uh, Blake, how are you buddy? I'm not doing I'm not doing well. I can tell you that. I was completely let down. I was completely fooled. Mm. And I'm here to eat my crow. Honestly, uh, yeah. I just thought Auburn was going to show something different. And I'll be honest with each and every one of you. Uh, that one was a shot in the gut. It hurt. It hurt. And you can sit here and you can say that it was a meaningless bowl game and I don't care about the Music City Bowl and all that hoopla. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No, you got embarrassed by Maryland. Maryland. With their second and third string quarterbacks playing. You got embarrassed. Your offense took a step back. Your defense... Struggled the first quarter, couldn't tackle in space. All right, Maryland got a couple. They got away with a couple holding calls. I get it, you know. I I I get it. It was plain as day. Our back end got beat a little bit in the first quarter, but after that, I thought the defense was a bright spot. I thought it was something that we could tip our tip our cap and say, "Hey, Ron, you did a great job. The young bucks that they look good." The only thing was we had some opportunities to make some plays, we couldn't get it done. 
You know, I, I, but I look, I'm not mad about it. I know that it'll get better. I know their babies out there. They're young. They got thrown into some heat, and I thought they played well. But as far as the energy, and I just feel like it was on players and coaches that Auburn didn't give two shits about playing in the Music City Bowl yesterday. Obvious. That was obvious. And you come in, and we sat here and we preached for three weeks that this game meant something, that three straight losing seasons was on the line. And there's no way you could go to Nashville when you were going to take the stadium over and you're going to have 50,000 Auburn fans in there screaming and hollering and sitting in 40-degree weather to support you. And you give that showing. I never thought I would see it, man. I was so pumped up. I was booging on our preview episode. I was talking about how Auburn was going to cover. Auburn was going to come out and and play inspired football. Peyton Thorne was going to have a day and lead into spring as QB1, and everything was going to be sunshine and rainbows. And, boy, (laughs) I was freaking wrong, Dustin, because now our head coach is sitting here and saying, hey, QB competition, wide open, baby, because guess what? Hank Brown comes in, a guy that was fourth-string scout team all year, and he's your bright spot on offense yesterday. Yeah. He's your bright spot. We sit here and we talked about, man, I hope Holden gets to play. I hope Holden gets to play. Well, guess what? Holden got to play, all right? And then we had to go to Hank. Right. And that was your bright spot. And guess what? Hank played his ass off. Hank played his ass off. He did. And it looked like everybody else around him kind of said, hey, look, man, this guy, this guy's slinging the pill. All right, he come in here. He come in here with something to prove. It looked like Auburn picked it up a little bit when Hank come in the game. But, you know, I I watch every Auburn game with my dad, man. And uh, I've been doing that for some years now. And – my dad sits in his recliner every Saturday. You know, we watch we watch Auburn together, and and my dad's one of those people where he, he's he's pretty quiet during the games. You know, he does he's not he's a, a man of few words during Auburn games. He doesn't like to say much. And yesterday he was just sitting there, Dustin, and and he just looked over at me and he was like, "We're beat, we're beat." And he said, "There's no effort, no effort." He's it's just. He said, on the sidelines, he said, nobody nobody looks inspired. On the field, nobody looks inspired. We're beat. He said, you look at that Maryland sideline. He said, they're hype, son. He said, their head coach is hype. He said, their players are bouncing around. When they make tackles, uh, they're getting up and, and, you know, they're, hey, teammates are, bang, baby, that a boy, that a boy, let's go. He said, none of that from Auburn, none of it. Just the most uninspired performance that you will see. And it really, like, it really hit me because my dad looked at me and he said, it feels like the four-game losing streak. Hmm. It feels like watching Texas A&M, Baton Rouge, all right? The the end of the Georgia game where you find ways to lose. Ole Miss where you have a chance to win and you find ways to lose. That's Hmm. what it felt like yesterday. 
And to end the season, bro, with two out of – you go on a three-game losing streak. Jesus, Blake. To lose – you were sitting at six wins with three games left in your season, and you go 0-3. And, and we sat here, and we talked about – we talked about getting to eight, nine wins all summer long, Dustin. Mm-hmm. And you're at six wins, and you know you got three games left, two regular season games and a postseason game. We're sitting here going, hey, man, we're probably going to beat New Mexico State, probably going to win the bowl game, might lose to Alabama. And now you look at it, and you get waxed by New Mexico State. And then you give up a fourth and goal from the 31-yard line against your rival, and now they're about to win a freaking national championship because of you. Because of you. Can't field a punt. Can't field a punt. Can't stop a fourth and goal from the 31. And now you're about to allow them to go wax Michigan. All right. And it's going to hurt even worse. Let me, that fourth and 31 is going to hurt even worse when next Monday night they hoist the, the, I almost let it slip. When they hoist the freaking trophy, (laughs) when they hoist the freaking trophy, you're going to sit there and you're going to be like, man, that fourth and 31 freaking stings. So guess what? We lose that game. We're still sitting on six wins. We're sitting here going, man, how did this happen? Like, how did this happen? And then we have all this momentum in recruiting. We sign a top 10 class. We're seventh, eighth. You know, in in some sites, they got us at sixth and everything. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're sitting here, you're going, man, no way. Like, Auburn's killing it, bro. Like, this should have the guys fired up. And then you get that yesterday to Maryland, Maryland. Yeah, Turpins. I, I don't I don't get it, man. And and that's where it's aggravating. You know, it, it's it's aggravating. It's frustrating. Uh, you know, I just effort, man. Effort. There there was guys not fighting for the football. You know, we have a fumble laying on the ground. We got six guys, six defensive guys around it, and we can't get on the fumble. It's, it's effort, man. It's effort. I don't give a shit about – I don't care about the Music City Bowl. I don't care about that. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I'm tired of hearing that. It's 2023 mindset, brother. and It's, it's soft as hell and it's got to change. It is. You're right. You're right. And FSU, I don't want to hear no more crying. All right? I don't want to hear no more crying. You got your ass waxed, sixty-three to three. All right. I don't want to hear no more crying. There's no freaking way I could ever imagine the 2004 Auburn Tigers sitting out of the Sugar Bowl against Virginia Tech. No way. No shot, brother. Excellent. Um, This this era, man. uh, With with look, I'm a supporter of NIL, Dustin. Like. Mm I support it, and I always say, like, I'm pro player. Um, yep. I've, I support kids. Like, man, I, I, I got my Perry Cup in yesterday. I When he put his NIL shop up, I went and spent money in his NIL shop. I support players, and I support the guys uh, in making money. You you donate to the baseball team a lot. I, yeah, you. It's a fact, man. Like, um, I'm a huge supporter of these kids. But, man, you have to show effort. You have to. And yesterday, there just there wasn't effort, man. There wasn't it at any point until Hank Brown come in the game. And Hank Brown was a bright spot. I can give him that. 
And, you know, I, I never thought I'll say this, you know, I, I said it time and time again. I didn't think Hank would see the field, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, I don't, I don't think he's ready, you know. I, I just don't. Not right now. Right. And, <laughs> buddy, he come in and he put on a show. I'll give it to him. The accuracy was there. He wasn't throwing the football behind receivers. All right. He, he was – you know, I, I I saw the Zach Blackaby episode where he was talking about, you know, things that he wanted to master and everything. And he was, you know, talking about the protection and everything like that was his biggest thing was mastering uh, the protection at the line of scrimmage and everything and having that cohesiveness with his offensive line. I mean, my buddy was up there making checks and, and making calls at the line of scrimmage and was saying, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. I think that's that's the effort that I saw yesterday. That's about the only effort that I saw. And, uh, you know, good, good for Hank Brown, man. Good for Hank Brown because I, I think he honestly – I think he honestly opened up – I think he opened up a can of worms at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hell of a job by him. I, I, I'm, I'm extremely excited for the kid, Dustin. Yeah. Um, it was funny because – I started my descent down the stadium, uh, and then they put Hank in. So I, I kind of watched. Like I was actually like leaving, leave, walking out of the stadium. First time, by the way, and Blake knows this. First time, because Blake actually texted me and said, "Please don't tell me you're doing what you normally do," because Blake <laughs> yeah. knows that I stay until the clock hits zero, no matter what. Yep. First time yesterday, I was like, you know what? If I'm not going to get the effort, if y'all aren't going to give me the effort that I gave y'all. To drive seven hours from Pensacola up here, get a hotel. Blake, it took two hours just to get out of downtown Nashville after the game yesterday, right? Yep. Um, spend the money, all that stuff. Go through all of that. And then to watch the team not care? Yeah, like, I'm um, first time ever. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to get up out of my seat. Because, uh, like, y'all quit on me. So now for the first time ever, I'm going to quit on y'all today. I'm not saying, like, I'm not an Auburn fan, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so, but – I got down to like this to the to the bottom level and then I saw that Hank had come in. So I kind of watched that, that last drive, the scoring drive and all that, just kind of standing at the back part of the stadium. Uh so I, I do I do I can't wait for Ike's uh, film breakdown to go and, and kind of rewatch it. I, I'm really excited to watch this film breakdown because we're gonna do episodes here. You know, obviously we'll continue our episode, we're gonna talk some more football. And when we do, we're gonna talk about this game again because I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna individually call out the people that we see not giving effort. Um, on the film because they're going to stand out. They're going to stand out. Uh, I told Blake, you know, because like obviously we do the content game here and, and we had plans on I was going to email Blake the Tiger Walk so he could then upload it to our YouTube page as a short, yep. but you know, and, and we get the views and all that kind of stuff, you know, content stuff, right? And I told Blake, I was talking about that. I sent you this video. It wasn't hype. And you can hear as our players are walking into the stadium, you can hear fans going, are they excited for the game or what? Like literally, I I, I play the video. I'll play it for our members. Um, when I do the when I, I'm gonna make a vlog for you guys. Um, and you can hear it. The fans are audibly in the video are like, well, they don't seem too excited to be. They look cold. They yeah. look cold. Um, <clears throat> real quick though, when you talk about Hank Brown, I uh, 
I don't want to get too big on this point. This may be something we can talk about because we're going to obviously probably, probably there's no telling how much we're going to talk about quarterback over the summer. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ, my head almost just exploded thinking about it. Um, but I do, man, I, I, I'm just going to say it. Hank Brown's from Tennessee, right? Where Peyton Thorne from? Chicago, Illinois, a yep. suburb of Chicago, Illinois. Now, this it ain't end all be all, okay? Ben Tate came from Maryland, dog. Okay, so this I'm not saying this is end all be all, but hear me when I tell you, it's up to me. Give me them Southern boys, brother. Give me them Southern boys, especially to lead Auburn, especially to lead Auburn. Because when I and, and, and I make this, it's a bigger point because when I think when I look at the portal era across college football. When I watch the bowl games and I see guys sitting out for LSU, uh, let's, let's, let's go away from Auburn for a second. So, so, so my fandom here doesn't look as blinding my opinion. Let's go to LSU, a rival of ours that we don't like. They got yeah. guys sitting out a bowl game when they're nine and three with an opportunity to win 10 games and end yeah. the season as a double-digit 10-win LSU team. Do you know what that tells me? That tells me that you don't understand what LSU football is. That tells me that you don't understand the tradition and the pride and the hundreds of years and the decades of work and grinding that have gone in to build LSU football into what it is. You do not respect and do not understand the logo on the side of your helmet. You do not respect and you do not understand the SEC patch that you get to wear on your jersey. You don't get it. This whole generation doesn't understand it. There's some. Rivaldo Fairweather gets it. Keontae Scott gets it. Some of them do. You know who doesn't get it? DJ James doesn't get it. Nehemiah Pritchett doesn't get it. Marcus Harris doesn't get it. And I want and Marcus Harris gave his busted his ass for Auburn this year. Okay. Marcus Harris gave us everything and had a great year and was a leader in the locker room. So I want to make that clear. But I'm tired of not, but I'm just gonna tell you what I think. When I see you standing on the sidelines healthy. You quit on your team. You quit on your team, and you quit on all 50,000 Auburn fans yesterday. Did we not need Marcus Harris in the middle? You talked about what happened in the first quarter, Blake. Why did it happen? Why did the defense have a bad first quarter and then get it right? Because you had nothing but freshmen playing. Boy, it sure would have helped if we would have had DJ James back there. Bet it wouldn't have been 21-0 to in the first quarter. But DJ James, who's probably going to get drafted in the fourth or fifth round, Marcus Harris, who's going to get drafted third, fourth round. Mm. What? And so you don't think I'm blinded by my fandom? I'm calling out Heisman winner Jaden Daniels, too. You're 9-3, and three and you got a damn game to play. You cashed the NIL check, didn't you? You cashed that check. Hmm. Because some of these kids, I know at least five, that are going to play for Auburn next year, they are going to get more money then my dad, who busts his ass every single day, has seen the last 10, 15 years combined. But he sits in that recliner every single day for 65 years supporting Auburn. And that's the effort he gets. But you got no problem cashing that NIL check, driving around your fancy car around Lee County, Alabama, do you? You got no problem sitting around the fire. Let's go back to the fireside chat so the war pour real quick. Hands on my hips. We're not going to allow hands on our hips. Go back and watch those fireside chats and tell me if those players meant anything they said when times got tough. Did they? I saw a whole lot of hands on hips. I saw a whole lot of quit. I saw it versus New Mexico State. 
I saw it before the ball ever got kicked off yesterday. It's all talk, brother. It's all talk. This generation is so used to just having things handed to them. I mean, you talked about it before we were on air. It's funny. There was a time when it was a legit it was a legit thing to say as far as you could say, I like watching college football versus the NFL because of the passion. The yeah. passion makes it more enjoyable for me. Now, that only res that's only means something with the fans. The passion. Yes, if you tune in to, to Alabama versus Tennessee on Saturday, you will see more passion in that stadium than you will see at the majority of NFL games the next day. But as far as the players, I don't want to hear it because I just watched 30 bowl games of players not giving a damn. None of them, brother. None of them. The game, the teams that won the bowl games were simply the teams that tried. From from what I watched, there was a few that were good games, you know. But for the most part, it was just hey man, because because all you're seeing are walk-ons versus walk-ons. Because everybody that might get drafted or has an invite to the XFL combine can't play in a freaking bowl game. It makes it makes it, man. When I was I played football in high school, right? And I realized that I'm better at basketball and that I actually have an opportunity to, to go and get a scholarship in track. So I got hurt, high ankle sprain, and was like, hey man, listen, this is gonna bleed into basketball, which might then bleed into track and mess up. So I don't need to play football anymore. My dad said, you turn in your pads when the playoffs are over and when your team is done playing. But now I'm hurt. I, I you're gonna fight through the injury, okay? You're going to still try to play for your team. And then when the season's over, if you don't want to, you can make that decision then. Standing on the sidelines healthy when your team's getting drilled, how could I, how mentally, and, and something else, a point that you made when we were talking private, you said they make these big, long posts about how much they love the Auburn family when it comes time for them to declare for the NFL draft or it comes time for them to transfer. It's all words. It's all words from all of them. And I'm so sick and tired of hearing words. I'm so sick and tired of seeing Auburn coaches stand up and say, starts with me. Starts with me. Duh. No shit. We know that. Okay. And quit talking to Auburn fans like we're ignorant. I know there's some out there, but we know. Okay. We know. We've, we've watched incompetent football for long enough now to know what it is. We also, though, have a long history of competent football. And we would like for some point to get back to that. So I'm just tired of all the excuses and all of the sunshine pumping no matter what. Like you said, there were people yesterday. <coughs> it's an exhibition game. Blake, correct me if I'm wrong. Friday, were we not 6-6? Six and six, And now Sunday, are we not 6-7? and seven? Yep. So is that an exhibition game? Nope. Nope. Counted on the record. Damn. Okay. Counted. So we so when I'm so I'm just beyond it of hearing gotta give it uh and again uh, and, and I know like as far as Hugh Freeze in, in the press conference, I know it's a tough position. I know like what what are you gonna say, right? But like when you when you say he opened it up by saying, I know we had everybody travel up to Nashville here and you ain't gotta tell me that I let him down. I'm, that's the right thing to say, but damn it, I'm tired of hearing it, man. I'm tired of hearing it. Just find a freaking way to win. And for the people that are making the excuses of, well, we didn't have our guys. 
they didn't have their starting quarterback of the last two seasons, three seasons. That guy that they brought in had thrown 10 total passes. Looked like Joe Montana out there just lighting the water on fire. He seemed ready to go. And, and, and you said that in our group chat about halfway through the second quarter, you said, hmm, kind of takes me back to when Hugh Free said I wasn't going to push him too hard during bowl week. Yeah. Looks, like they, looks like they didn't get pushed too hard. So I know I'm kind of ranting and raving, man, but, like, I tell you, I am, I am, really, I am really over the loser mindset from the players. And it's not all of them. Like, I, again, I'm not calling out everybody. Like, yeah. Ravaldo Fairweather <clears throat> was preaching yesterday. Yep. Okay? And breaking news, some of them guys you've seen in the portal, there's a reason why them boys are in the portal. Because you can't get to practice on time. Because you can't get to meetings on time. Hmm? Do what? I don't get it. You you got practice at 6 o'clock. You're a Division I athlete. You've got a four-year window, five maybe, to make the most of it. And you're two, three years into your career, four years, and you're still late. You're still late. Brother, if you ever watch Trailer Park Boys, Jim Leahy called them shitbirds. He said we got a whole, a whole bunch of shitbirds. And there's a whole bunch of them that have flocked into that Auburn football facility. A bunch of them. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and the house has got to be cleaned. So the part that frustrates me, Blake, is that we never expected, and I've said this 30 times, we predicted 8-5, and 8-4, and, and said this is a sunshine pump prediction, Okay. So mm-hmm. we predicted a mediocre season and said even that is sunshine pumping. So our expectations here were pretty freaking low, or, or, or at least at least realistic, right? Yeah. But the part that frustrates me, man, is I'm gonna I'm gonna start with three things here, okay? Looking at looking at what I wanted at the beginning of the season. I wanted to see the recruiting improve. Obviously, that got knocked out the park. So A plus to this staff, A plus to our recruiting, it it, it really could not have gone any better like you you freaking killed it so the recruiting stuff that got fixed i'm 25 class looks great i'm fully confident we got the recruiting stuff on the right track yep. let's go to the second thing here culture i don't know if any of it got fixed i don't know if we as we sit here from game one to game 13 i don't know you were six and four after arkansas you let the whole world know we walk in your trap take over your trap you then let New Mexico State walk into your trap, take over your trap. You then let Alabama walk into your trap, take over your trap. And then everyone said, Nashville's Auburn North. So Maryland walked into your trap and they go over your trap. So maybe worry about your own trap before you start worrying about other people's. So it's just, um, man, it, it, there's, there's, so, there's so much, Blake, to really, to really unpackage here. Um, but it just, uh, it all, it all starts with the effort right it all starts with the effort so i don't think that the effort i don't i i'll be honest with you i don't feel like the culture got better this year now i don't know now it could it may have right it may have i'm not there every day i'm in pensacola florida I'm i think it's trending there. i think it's trending there okay it, I, th- it, I, I think it's trending there because i think you had a guy step up yesterday and say hey I, i'm tired of this shit okay i'm sick of it a veteran guy, a guy that's played a lot of Division One football. He looked mad, so he had big old arms saying that. I he, he looked pissed. And yeah. I tell you, that's a guy that you can't go after because he, he tried yesterday. All right. He he you could you could see Rivaldo Fairweather. Mm-hmm. He gave effort. All right. He, he, 
Very few, all right? Very few guys that we can point at and say they gave effort, all right? But that cat cares. And what he said yesterday was him being a leader. We've always talked about we've always talked about Auburn needs a guy in that offensive room to step up. I think he stepped up yesterday, Dustin, when he said that. And he yeah. said, Hey, you know what? I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I didn't come here to lose. I come here to make a difference and change something and get Auburn back to the way that it's supposed to be. So I think it is trending uh in the right direction. But I mean, like everything you said, man, is is. I guess I, I guess I, I guess we'd be further along. Was the point? Yeah. I mean, maybe not. I mean, not articulated it, articulated it the best. But I thought we'd be further along in that culture. To, like, I'm kind of shocked that what happened yesterday happened. That was the point I was making. Sorry. Especially when you got hot, right? Yeah. It, like when we got hot, and we went on that three game winning streak. I never thought the season would end like this, and then you just lay an egg yesterday against Maryland. I don't I don't know that's that's the toughest thing and and like my biggest thing yesterday is is you know you just mentioned uh, what I said in the group chat yesterday and in, in our members group chat it takes me back to Hugh saying I'm not big on bowl week and I don't really like to ride the guys on bowl week it showed yesterday. Yes, it showed man. yesterday that a lot of cats didn't take that game serious. And that hurt. It hurt me. Like, I'm still hurt, man. I woke up this morning and I was like, dude, we freaking lost to Maryland. Like, we got boat raced by Maryland. And I, I see fans, they're saying, oh, well, it was just, you know, it was just the, the transparent Music City Bowl. Who cares? Bowl games don't matter. No, that ain't what you were saying before we went into the game, dog. Right. You, were saying, right. yeah. you were saying that we were going to boat race Maryland and we were going to, you know, enjoy a, a winning season and all this. But now you want to switch up and you want to get on here and say, oh, well, bowl games don't matter. No, it mattered. Yesterday yeah. mattered. Auburn is now on three straight losing seasons. All right. Dustin, the question I wanted to ask you is I think this is the biggest thing that that we have to look at after the game. Hugh said that he never got involved hmm. until about, what, early this week in the game hmm. planning. He didn't like it. He didn't think it was great. But he didn't get involved because he was recruiting. All right? Hmm. Do you think this was a Monty? Or, well, if you, if you know, for all the Auburn fans out there, when I say Monty, I mean Philip Montgomery. Right, right. Um, do you think this was a Monty pink slip game? Mm-hmm. Do you think Hugh was saying, "Hey, prove yourself. Let's see if you can come up with a competent game plan. Let's see if you can come up with something that works. I'm going to give you another opportunity." Or do you think this was Hugh just solely saying, "Like, hey"? Don't really care about the Music City Bowl. We're going full-fledged recruiting. What do you think he meant by those words? Um, well, <laughs> we uh, it's funny, you know, everyone has kind of talked about how Hugh Freeze has been the most open and honest coach that Auburn's had in a long time. So I thought it was funny yesterday. He got asked, how do you think you felt like you did in year one? And he said, yeah. outside of recruiting, I think I did really bad. So it's kind of funny to me to like to eat for to watch the fan base argue about it because it's like 
he just told you he didn't do a good job. Yep. So there's really no debate. Like he said, I didn't do a good job this year outside of recruiting. So he didn't do a good job this year outside of recruiting. I'm high. Like, look, you go back to player episodes from July. Well, we pumped this dude up and it wasn't pumping him up because we didn't believe in all like because we're just Auburn fans. If if we were doing this whenever we hired Harson, I promise you it would not have been the same hype level that first summer that we gave Hugh. Right. Yep. Um, me and Blake like genuinely believe in Hugh Freeze. Um, yep. That's why I'm so disappointed in this year is because this is not the Hugh Freeze that I've watched over the last decade. So to answer your question, Blake, either either one is unacceptable, in my opinion. So if it is the pink slip scenario, it's unacceptable because you saw after you at the Ole Miss game, apparently you made the decision that this ain't it. Yep. And you switched it up. And then the offense looked better for the next five games. I know that New Mexico State was, you know, but like for the most part, the offense looked significantly better when Hugh Free said he took over. And then yesterday he says, no, 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 that was, I, I didn't do this one. And it takes me back to the Cal game where it's like, I didn't call any of the plays except the three that worked. I called the touchdown pass to Rivaldo. I didn't call the other ones. But, but you might be full of shit. That's what it might be here. You might be full of shit because you only call the ones that work. Oh, you called the you called the Arkansas game, didn't you? Yes, sir. You dial it up in Fayetteville, baby. I, I let him have it. I let him have it in the city ball, though. Get out of here, bro. Either one of them is unacceptable to me. Either one of them is unacceptable. You're the head coach. It falls back on you. Nick Saban's landed the top 10 recruiting classes, top, top three recruiting classes for the last 10 years. Never been outside of third. Only teams that ever passed him in recruiting are Clemson and Georgia. Has there has has his team suffered mightily because of his recruiting efforts? Nope. So if you need, if you're Hugh Freeze and you needed yesterday to show you that Philip Montgomery wasn't the dude, then I ask you, what were you looking at versus Texas A&M? What were you looking at versus Ole Miss? You already know Philip Montgomery wasn't the dude. That's why you had to make the decision. You have said multiple times as Hugh Freeze that you went in after the Ole Miss game and said, this is what we are doing. And now all of a sudden yesterday we decided not to do that. Either, Either way, Blake, either other options you laid out, either one of them, big problem, and it falls solely back on Hugh Freeze and nobody else. That's your decision to make. And if you have decided to come to Auburn and all of a sudden outsource your offense, well, brother, you just had your first ever losing season, only your second ever. The, the last one he had was his final year at Ole Miss when obviously things were falling apart. But your first ever losing season taking over a team. By far your worst first year at a team. Like, not even close. I mean, he took over Ole Miss and they went from 2-10 and 10 to freaking 7-6. and six. And that's, yeah. without a, that's without a portal, Blake. That's yeah. without the portal. We went and signed one of the best portal classes, in the, which, again, goes to tell you, that portal is, man, that portal BS, Blake. Like, you can get some stuff out of there, dude. You can. But, like... Like I like I like I like Jalen McLeod, right? Like we needed a guy like Dylan Wade and you know and, and a guy like Muskrat to boost. So I'm but I get it, you know, like Larry Nixon did not have a good day yesterday, but like but throughout the season, like what would we have done without him? You would have been you would have had to resort to Wesley Steiner, right? And then who knows how it would have looked. You would have went three and nine if he had been out there getting all kind of reps. But it's it's uh 
but either way, brother, it's, it, it's completely unacceptable from the standpoint of it's your responsibility. And you know, man, you know. Why? I don't understand. It, it, was it really a thing? Was it really a thing? Where Favor Edwin and Demaris Williams, and I know you had to keep the guys, you had to keep Perry. I know you still had to do some recruiting and the guys were already committed, but like these last two weeks take up three weeks, take up all of, like all of your time? All of it? Because what Maryland's didn't Maryland have to put together a recruiting class too? All the stuff that Auburn's dealing with, right? Portal, NIL, having to recruit. All, is that all not all? Maryland have to deal with all that as well? Right? Didn't they have guys sit out too? Did they not look way more prepared? And this is another thing that falls directly on on, on Hugh Freeze Blake. And it's it, it's it's on the players too. Like, but it's one of the things where it's just the job. Like it's I can't, I'm not gonna get into the program and try to decipher every little it just ultimately head coach responsibility falls on you. The effort or lack thereof versus New Mexico State, it falls on Hugh Freeze. The, Maybe maybe he did try to get the players pumped up, and they just didn't respond and didn't listen. And and, and you know, and he did everything he could. It comes with the title, head coach. If the team looks unprepared, it falls on you. And if I'm gonna rake Brian Harson through the coals for two years for some of his crap, when I see the exact same crap, I gotta call it. Even though I love, even though I like and believe and champion Hugh Freeze a lot more than I did that guy, I gotta be fair. I got to tell you what I see. Um, so, yeah, like, if it was a pink slip game, Ole Miss should have been a pink slip game. So why did we just lose our third? Why did we just lose our third, fourth bowl game in a row? I'm losing count, brother. I'm losing count. I know we ain't won once since 2018. And it, when you when you talk about the, the comment, not pushing them, my dad called me in the middle of the week when that was said, and he said, I don't know if Hugh Freeze understands how starved we are for a bowl win. And that was the main thing. There was two things that were being said in the stands yesterday. One was, were we going to watch the basketball game? And two, I don't know if we're ever going to win a bowl game again. Like, is this, do we, what's going on here? Why can't we win bowl games? Another thing that got pointed out to me in the stands was, Big Ten runs our ass. We are the Big Ten's doormat. Penn State, little home and home, get out of here. And the second one, they said, we'll completely embarrass you. You go back to Bo Nix freshman year, Minnesota, you go to down, you go down to Raymond James in Tampa, you get completely embarrassed by men of freaking soda and PJ Fleck, dude. Embarrassing. And then yesterday, the the Maryland Terrapins with all seven thousand of their fans with the ugliest freaking mascot you're ever gonna see in your life outside of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, and and they and they, and they come in dog and they clearly want it more, they clearly want it more. Why? I don't get it, Blake. And and maybe it's. I don't want to hear talent gap either. No sir, talent because because to that point. Talent gap exists. Let's look at the two games where talent gap existed the most, Georgia and Bama. Those were the two widest talent gaps. You played your best two games of the season versus those teams. But then you get to New Mexico State and you get to Maryland with, I hate to tell you guys, but there's not a talent gap there. There is no talent gap between Auburn and New Mexico State. None. I saw that trying to be sold. We've only got one blue chip on offense. 
shut up. Go watch the New Mexico State Bowl game again. You, it's effort. It's 100% mentality, 100% effort. And although it all it all is it all happens within the building, it's all on players and coaches. I would ask the fans to start demanding. Not all of you, you know. I love I love our listeners, but I see some people that just don't care when we lose anymore. And 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 it's like I got I got a quote Herm Edwards here. You play to win the game. Yep. Hello. You play to win the game. And it's wild. It's wild that we live in a time where people don't understand the school board has a purpose. And and to the people that you know are this aren't gonna like this episode, go read the creed again. Yeah, go read the creed again, brother. It's online. Pull it up, talk about how you could be an Auburn man. Go, 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 go read it again. Go read it again. Okay. And, and maybe you'll feel better about yourself. But like I, I'm I'm over it. I'm over the accepting. Of just nah losing because you will be hard pressed, and this isn't a this isn't a shot at anybody else, you know, because I can't speak for anybody else. But I feel like over this football season, if you start back to when we signed with the Warpore Network and, and and we really started gaining a following, I feel like me and Blake have have been steadfast in our expectations. I think we've been steadfast and supporting this staff, supporting their recruiting efforts, pointing out they don't have depth here, they don't have depth there. I mean, dude, I've, you know, like, I've championed Ron Roberts for, for four months now. Um, again, like, I'm still a Hugh Free supporter. I don't don't take this as I'm yeah. out of the – you know, I, I, I'm with Hugh Freeze, man. But I'm just telling you, like, at the same time, you got to call out some stuff you see and say, okay – and it's not an end-all, be-all, bro. He can he can, he can can reevaluate. And I've said a million times, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, and Hugh Freeze, maybe uh, – I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There's just not a lot of guys in college football. Uh, maybe Dan Lanning. I haven't really uh, – need to see some more of his kind of coaching style. But there's only so many guys that just have that, like – I look at it and I'm just like, man, I know that that guy, like, I know that losing eats him. I know, bro. I know that what happened yesterday is – Eating Hugh Freeze alive. You can yep. see it on him, dude. You can see yep. it on him. If Hugh Freeze is not successful at Auburn, it will not be from lack of effort or lack of trying. But damn it, if he don't get his players to start buying in, I mean, goodness gracious. And again, it's year one, man. It's year one. There's a lot of programs we can look at and say, year one wasn't the best. Year two wasn't the best. And things started kind of slowly getting right. And I, I pound the recruiting trail all the time on the podcast because – that's how you build a program. And that's and that's also why I have I've been I haven't been really, really negative despite how bad this team has got sometimes this year, because I know what we have and what we don't have. And it's, it's hard to make a gourmet meal out of Dollar General groceries. Yep. But I watched Maryland make a make a pretty good meal out of Dollar General groceries yesterday. I'm watching these other teams do it. And I'm just wondering, Blake, when when do when do we when do we get that? So I'll, I'll ask you now. What did I'll ask your question back to you? What do you think was the situation with Philip Montgomery? And then I'll ask you this on top of it: Do you think that we can move forward with Philip Montgomery on this staff? And do you think that we can move forward and say Philip Montgomery is out of is removed from his position? Do you think there is a path forward for Auburn to to, to winning and Hugh Freeze's tenure being successful? 
without him being more involved and in control of the offense? Look, yesterday, coming out of half, Auburn gets the football. We run the same two plays. <laughs> we put Peyton in the offense in a third and long, and then we take a sack. Mm-hmm. And we punt it right back to him, down 24 to 7. I don't think Auburn can move forward with Philip Montgomery. Yes, it was unacceptable yesterday, but I think yesterday was a pink slip game. I, I'm sorry if you disagree. I hope you're right. I, you're right. Um, I, I just think. I just think it's over, man. It's looked so bad. It has looked so, so bad. And I'm I'm sorry if you think that this is just pure negativity, um, but I feel like it's nothing but the truth, man. And you can get excited for beating Vanderbilt and Arkansas and Mississippi State, and that's cool. That's fun, all right? But that ain't me, dog. That ain't Auburn, all right? I don't get excited. I mean, I I, I love victories, all right? right. Like, like you in said, the moment, they're hard, yeah, yeah. They're hard to come by. But Auburn is better than beating Mississippi State, Vandy, and Arkansas, <laughs> and that's your three freaking SEC wins. <laughs> yeah. That's not it. Auburn football. <laughs> that's not Auburn football, brother. It's not. It's not. And I just think yesterday just put the icing on the cake of I do not think this program can move forward with Philip Montgomery. And I'm sorry if you disagree, you know, I know he's still on the staff, but I just, I think something's got to change. I do. Um, And everybody wants to talk about, well, he's a QB, he's, you know, he's a QB whisperer and he's a great QB coach. Well, guess what? I feel like our QB has digressed. I like, I I feel like it's just, I feel like that, just went a complete different way than we <laughs> thought it was going to go. Right. Yeah. And, you know, man, I, I got on here. I think that's what hurts the most. Dustin is I got on here and I said, I thought Peyton would play well and, and we would ride off into the sunset in the spring seven and six, you know, we had a winning season and Peyton would go in the spring as QB one and, you know, everything would, you know, we're not going to have to go to the portal for a quarterback. And, you know, uh, everything was going to be sunshine and rainbows, a top 10 recruiting class. And, and now we're sitting here having to talk about how our offense can't get out of the mud. Our run game got shut down. Our offensive line was abysmal yesterday. Just got absolutely pushed around by Maryland. All right. Our wide receivers. (laughs) <laughs> Boy, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane, hurry up. Jesus. Right? Hurry up. All right. God. Uh, Caleb Burton, bright spot. All right. Yeah, sure. Um, he the, uh, that just wasn't his game yesterday. All yeah, right. Playing out of his role. Playing out of his role. That's that's not Caleb Burton's style of play. Yeah. All right. Um playing out of his role. And so there's a couple bright spots that we can look at and say, hey, you know, Jarquez is probably coming back. I would be shocked if he left. Yeah. Um, but even if he does leave, you're still going to be okay in the running back room. But it's got to get better, man. 
It's got to get better. The 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 scheme, the play calling, uh, the the preparation, everything has got to improve. Now, I haven't sat down and looked at OCs or anything like that, so right. I'm not going to sit here and ramble off some names. All right, but I think it's time to make something happen. Um, yeah. That that's just my opinion, and. It, it's looked rough. It, it's um, it's not what I thought it would be, man. Honestly, and today is tough. Today's yeah. today's brutal, dog. Uh, I, I don't know any way else to put it. Like yesterday, you know, I, I, I Peyton. You know, everybody wants to sit here and say. You know, it's all Peyton's fault. It's all Peyton's fault. You know, Peyton, Peyton sucks. Peyton this, Peyton that. Y'all, this is, it's not just him. Yeah, he's part and of it. but He's part of it. But it's not just him, man. Yeah, facts. And for us to just sit here and say, you know, all oh, Peyton Thorne this, Peyton Thorne that, Peyton Thorne can't move forward, Peyton Thorne this. Y'all, there was lack of effort in this game yesterday. By receivers not giving a damn to catch the football. Fight Number for the football. Four. Number four. Fight for the football. All right. There was receivers half-assing routes. <laughs> Number four. It yeah, was, Blake. Yeah. It was more. It was. It was more than just him. Right? I know, but I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm done with him. There's. There's O lineman getting absolutely abused. All right. I watched Jarquez completely whiff an assignment. You know, Jazzy made a good point. I was, I was watching the game with our guy, Jazzy. Uh, shout out to Jazzy. He actually got me tickets. Appreciate you, buddy. Love you. Um, Jazzy said at that moment, he said, man, kind of feel like that should have been Cobb in there. And that's the easy thing to say, like, I guess in that moment, but you're 13 games in. And we all know that Jeremiah Cobb is your best pass blocker. Yeah. So at some point it's like goodness gracious, man. Goodness yeah, gracious. and and it's uh, you know, you flip over to the defensive side and you can say what you want to about the defense in the first quarter. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, they were they were babies on that back end. Yeah, right. They were babies. They're they're pups, and that defense only gave up three points after the first quarter, and and shouldn't have given up those three points because we had a pick on Maryland's drive. All right, we had a pick. That's the thing. We got to get a knack for making a big play. We had multiple opportunities for a pick for a pick yesterday. All right, we had a we had a big opportunity like we talked about with the fumble. All right, but they shouldn't even have given up them three points after the first quarter. That's how well they played yesterday. They grew up yesterday. There's some talent. Everybody's worried about the secondary. We're talented back there. I tell you, as long yeah. as we got Zach Etheridge, I'm not worried about the secondary. <laughs> We're going right. to be okay. All right. This defense is going to be fine. I'm sure they will add. They got gauge keys to come in on, on the on the D-line. I'm hey. sure they'll add a few more pieces. Coaching condition yesterday too, right? Yeah, Charles Kelly, an elite recruiter. Yeah. Glad to have him. Can't get yeah. here fast enough, right? Um, a, a very talented football coach. For sure. And, uh, you know, 
don't pay attention to his job at Colorado and being the DC there. That place was abysmal all year and he had nothing to work with out there. Right. Look at his, look at his recruiting statistics uh, throughout his career. Uh, great addition. Um, so my biggest thing with yesterday, man, is, is just how unprepared if Ron Roberts can take what he had to work with yesterday, uh, thin in the back end thin on the D-line, and he can put up a performance to keep us in the game, why couldn't our offense do it? Why couldn't our offense move the football? Hey, like you said, Dustin, Maryland Maryland was prepared. Maryland went out there. Maryland's third-string quarterback was coming in and letting it, just letting it fly. Was like, hey, dog, here you go. Uh, Bang, get you some of that. I want to ask you this, Blake. Cause, cause it's like I don't want to seem like I'm just pounding our coaching staff, but but that example you just gave is that not coaching? Who? What else can you say that is but coaching? Am I missing something here? Like yesterday, fourth and four. This one, this one, this one absolutely just shocked me. All right, fourth and four. Oh. Uh, we throw a check down. Oh my god! To, I believe it was Damari yes. out of the backfield. Three back yards field. behind the line of scrimmage. Three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and the ball's thrown mm-hmm. behind him. Mm-hmm. All right, ball's thrown behind him. It's a tough catch. I, people can say if he catches it, he would have got the first. I don't know because he was off balance, and uh, it would have been a tough catch. And I just don't know if he would have actually got the yardage. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like the play calling was off. I feel like the whole entire game plan was off. And I know we just keep sounding like a broken record, but I, I think one of the biggest highlights of the day was Oscar Chapman, uh, the fake punt out of our own end zone. <laughs> yeah. That was our longest run of the day. I mean. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, it doesn't, shock, it doesn't shock me. I just didn't, yeah. Man. Yeah. We got shut down, and we knew what Maryland was going to try to do. You know, on our preview episode, we said right. they're going to yeah. – bro, the crazy thing is, is they were shutting us down with without without an extra a man in the box, too. It's like they were getting pressure with four. Like they were <laughs> they were literally shutting us down with no extra man in the box, just hat on a hat, Making plays, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Wasn't my, doing uh, anything special. Just whooping our ass. That's why my keys to the game were I literally said, what offensive line is going to show up? Yep. My keys to the game was what offensive line shows up. I said, if you get the offensive line versus Mexico State, you're going to get blown out in Nashville. If you get the offensive line versus Alabama or Georgia, you'll be okay. So, again, to the point I've been making this whole episode, Effort, to me, that's effort. I don't, I don't know any other way to connect all those dots and and look at it. And because I, because I said on Friday, if the offensive line shows up and tries, you'll be able to tell because we can point out the games where they shown up and showed out. You cannot yeah. tell me, and I'm sure some of it is schematically right. I'm sure some of it is scheme, and like, I, I'm not a guru when it comes to the fronts. Of football, okay. Know a little bit about the outside, you know. Play a little bit, but like I, I don't know, you know, as far as what all is going on, stunts, gap assignments, all that. Not my forte. Um, but what I can tell 
what I do know is, is if you can move around Georgia, if you can move around Bama, then there's no reason you shouldn't be able to move around New Mexico State or Maryland. So what else am I supposed to look at and say, yes, man, a lot of some of that is scheme. But most of it is effort, wanting, and give a damn. And I talked about the, the, the portal stuff, and I gave the example of LSU earlier. And I do that because, bro, when you're get when you're getting when you're getting guys, I, this is something I've watched from just college football as a whole, but I've kind of watched it specifically looking at SEC teams. I watched it with Florida, I watched it with LSU, I see it. When you get guys from like us, Chicago or, or over here or over there, and you, you end up having a team in a portal era of of 85 guys and, you know, 10 or 15 of them are from your state. Mm-hmm. When for 100 years of college football, 65 to 70 percent. I mean, go back and watch because in the summer we're all going to be football crazy again. Today yeah. I'm thankful that Auburn football has come to an end for a little while. About April-ish I'm going to be freaking <laughs> jonesing, dude. Um, because I'm just sick in the head and can't help myself. But the the bro, it's just it's just uh I, I just think that and you go back and watch these games from the 80s, bro. Watch some of these games in the summer when they play on the SEC network. Watch these 83, 85 games from Auburn they'll play, these Pat Dye era games. They're, they're, they'll they'll do the lineups, right? And 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 watch watch it, watch a game where we played Mississippi State back in the day. All the Mississippi State's team, 85% of them are from Mississippi. The ones that aren't are from Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee. Auburn, 70, 85% of them from Bama. The ones that not, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi, right? Now you're getting guys from all over the place. And look, I'm mean, I'm not saying that like like DeAndre Carter from California, absolute stud. I think he's gonna be great at Auburn. But I think that when you when you have a team of just one, it's like hired mercenaries, kind of like hired hitman, but and then you get guys from all over the country. I don't know if they get it, bro. Like in 85, you didn't have to tell a roster full of kids from the South what it meant to play for Auburn, what it meant to play in the Iron Bowl. Now you do. Mm-hmm. Now you do. Peyton Thorne don't know anything about Auburn versus Georgia. I mean, he can Google it. He can research it. He can do all the studying he wants. Mm-hmm. But until he's lived in it, until he's been around it, there's no way for him to know. There's no way for any of these guys to know what the Iron Bowl means. They might know now that they've played a year in it, that they've played a year at Auburn and they've seen it, but they had no way of knowing. Now, look at a guy like Cadillac Williams. Never had to explain it to him, did you? Nope, nope you don't. You've never had to explain it to Jarquez Hunter, have you? He's from Mississippi. He gets it. So, again, don't take this as Dustin's, uh, Dustin's hunkering down and saying, don't get anybody from outside the Mason Dixon line. Not what I'm saying. What I'm saying when I watch these teams as a whole, it, it does kind of make sense. I'm looking, I'm saying, man, all those kids down there at Florida, they don't give a damn about that gator. They don't give a damn about that F on the side of the helmet. They just don't. They don't care about that LSU logo. Where as an Auburn fan, somebody who grew up in SEC country, I don't like those teams, but damn it, I respect them. Yeah. I respect the hell out of that LSU logo. I respect the hell out of what they do in Baton Rouge Saturday night. I know what Florida is when they get right. I've seen Steve Spurrier. I've seen Urban Meyer. I know what they can do in Gainesville. They got the right guy in there. Gainesville's a top five program in the country. Right now, they got a bunch of guys that don't get it. And you're trying to get all these guys from the portal because you're trying to patch holes. Hugh said it yesterday. It's the disease in me. We got the disease <clears throat> in me, something bad. And he said, look, it's not just Auburn. Everybody's dealing with it. But, um, and Blake, me and you heard stuff in the summer. 
that like, uh, you know, sometimes you really wish you could just say stuff out loud because people would then understand, but you can't. Um, but we heard stuff and it was just like, we were like, oh boy, you know, like a lot of guys still being late, a lot of fighting on the team still happening kind of thing. And I hope you're right when you say like, you think those things are trending in the right direction. I just, I would say back to the three points at the beginning of the season, I, I wanted to see the the increase in recruiting. Obviously, I mean, they did better than I even thought they would. Um, culture, I hope you're right in saying that it's it's changing. It just I don't it didn't it didn't make the jump I thought it would. Maybe it's gonna take more time. Maybe it was just that messed up. And then the third thing is the on the field. We went five and seven last year, and we went six and seven this year. I don't think we got that much better on the field. I don't. So out of out of the three things that I circled at the beginning of the year that I wanted to see improved, I saw one of them. Um, so does that mean that, and, and again, maybe on the culture part, maybe maybe you're right uh, in that it is trending in the right direction. Maybe we needed this year culture-wise. Maybe those guys thought that they had done enough in the offseason. And maybe they thought they had built up the culture. And now maybe it's a slap in the face to some of those. Maybe maybe Keontae, and I, it's my prayer, that Keontae Scott and Rivaldo Fairweather who I watched that podium yesterday look gutted. Okay, so when I talk yep. about guys not trying, I ain't talking about them. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not calling. I'm not talking about everybody. We know what Connor Lou's trying to do. We know Keldrick Falk gonna bring that juice. You know, there, there's plenty of guys out there. Look, Eugene Asante had a very, 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 very bad first quarter. Um, one, he turned around, have he played great the rest of the game. But two, um, I don't question his effort. So like, I hate that he missed those tackles, but like, I don't question the kid's effort. So I can live with it, bro. I can live with it, but I'm but the but the 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 lack of effort stuff. I'm over it, man. So my prayer is is that Rivaldo goes back to that offense, and that Keontae goes back to that defense, and they say, hey, we thought we were doing enough, but it's not enough. And for those young cats, for the the uh, the Auburn the Auburn profile, the Auburn Twitter profile posted a picture of the young freshmen that have been practicing. They were at the game. Um, and then for the young cats that got to play yesterday, specifically kind of in the secondary, just brother, like I pray that you take that one. I pray that it bothered you because nowadays I don't know if it does it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it, I would assume it did, but like, I don't know these kids. Right. Um, for one, I think it bothered you. I hope it bothered you. And yep. for two, I hope you use it as fuel, man. Cause that's all you like. That's all, that's all you can do at this point. And, and um, you know, it's not like you can just come in and say, okay, everybody that don't want to be here, go. Like, because some people did, you know, Jeffrey Emba didn't want to be here, so he left. And congratulations on his whopping eight tackles this year. Um, but for but for but there are probably some guys like VAR who were like, I'll stick it out, I'll get it right, and then didn't get it right and doesn't want to be a part of it. So now you're gone. Um, so maybe maybe as far as the culture, maybe it's just gonna take a little more time as far as that part. And I'm not talking about the wins. Okay. I'm not talking about the wins because I will stay steadfast in saying that I don't think this program, I am not going to look at Hugh Freeze from a straight up win loss perspective. Like just looking at the record and going, okay, until year three, I'm looking at other stuff, man. Again, yeah. it's not about, it's not about the record to me. I'm not happy yeah. with six and seven. I would have liked a winning season, but, and I kind of, I did expect that at least, but, um, I almost said about the, the 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 things that are happening to get there, all the stuff that went on to get to the losing. That's the part. Yeah. That's the part that concerned me because a lot of it wasn't just talent gap. So as we move forward, Blake, I know we got to wrap this thing up. Um, we're gonna do you know 
this was just a reaction episode. So there's, there's so many more conversations to have now as far as looking to the future. Um, we, we made a brief mention <coughs> of it. There's a big time uh, hire defensive staff there. Um, I'm really excited about putting Kelly up with Ron Roberts. I think that that's going to be a hell of a duo, man. I, I mean, I really, Jeremy Garrett, I mean, y'all know how I feel about Jeremy Garrett. Like everyone knows how I feel about Josh Aldridge. You talked about Zach. I'm so fired up for what we can do. And, what we can do defensively and um so we just gotta but offensively man there's a ton of things to figure out there's a ton of things for this team that this this program and Hugh Freeze is gonna have to look back ask a lot of hard questions and Blake some people's feelings are gonna have to get hurt some some people's feelings just gonna have to get hurt that's because they're gonna have to get cut there's some guys gonna have to get told buddy gonna have to hit that portal because you ain't gonna get to play whatever the case may be there's some coaches where it's like hey bro you ain't it you ain't it and uh and again none of this is personal so like I know I've been hard on Cam Brown lately but like I want Cam Brown to succeed. I want Cam Brown to be successful. So I like I'm pulling for the kid. And I just I yeah. know that we've, we've we've gone off on this episode. So I just want to again reiterate like I'm pulling for all these people personally, man, but like we're talking ball here. This is strictly ball. And Cam Brown needs to figure out how to play wide receiver and, and produce or he needs to go somewhere else. And that and that's a conversation needs to be had pretty quick because you I mean and we'll talk about it as the summer goes on here, but like I am okay with going six and six, seven and five next year. If you're just playing all the freshmen at receiver versus playing a guy like that, who ain't going to do nothing, trying to find an extra win somewhere. Right. So like mm-hmm. there's just, there's a ton of things for offensively for us to figure out moving forward and, and defensively, but I am, I feel comfortable and I love the addition to Kelly, bro. I really do like recruiting wise and on the field, the dude's a dog. He's an absolute mm-hmm. dog. He's going to help us out so much and look i mean where would we be without this defense this year blake three and nine seriously and when we look at the let's look at philip montgomery and let's look at ron roberts not a lot of groceries like both of them had a pretty pretty rotten bag of groceries right one person made a meal we could eat and one person made some spaghetti that i've been into and said bro yeah what the hell what did you what did you do to them noodles bro (laughs) So like, uh, yeah, I think I think that's a I think you can look at it and say, look, this team was the secondary was a strong part of the team, but Philip Montgomery had a really nice backfield. Like, I just think that when you look at the offensive staff, you look at the defensive staff, bro. Like, it's obvious that a lot was done. Like, the coaches, the offense, the uh, defensive coaches made the most out of what they could, and the offense left a whole lot to be desired. And um, I'll I'll end this here, Blake. My final thoughts, bro, and I'll pass it to you. You can close us out. Um, I I love Auburn, bro. Like I, everyone, everyone listening knows that. I spent this entire football season on Friday nights going to the games, supporting our commitments, or um trying to you know scout out and look at guys that we were that we were looking at all the way down to the twenty six class. Um, I me and you, Blake, we've spent hours. I don't know, countless hours. Um. Mm-hmm. I've talked to you more than I talked to my girlfriend. <laughs> like, you know, uh, and and we talked before we hit record about the way we want to present these things. And um, me and Blake, we we take this seriously from the standpoint of we know that like high school kids are you know see our twitters and and kids at Auburn trying to recruit, and and we take all this very very seriously. Um, and we love Auburn a whole lot, and that's why you hear the passion that you've heard over this hour long episode is because. We just really, really care, man. Like, um, 
I'm not really going to get into it too much today, but I mean, there's a reason why when you really mention stuff about Auburn and how much you love it, you always bring up your father and yep. um, I do as well. So it means a lot, man. It means a yep. whole lot to a whole lot of people. And I am just so sick and freaking tired of having to tell people when I get home from an Auburn football trip that I had a great time until the ball got kicked off. I'm tired of it, man. I'm so, and again, had an awesome time. Loved it. Nashville's dope. Had a great time with my girlfriend. Had a great time hanging out with Jazzy. The Battle of the Bands Friday night on Broadway, downtown Nashville was sick, dude. Like, obviously, Albie literally like walked over to their uh to their guy and was like and like like served his ass, bro. Like, like you yeah. got served. Um, they said it was a tie at Battle of the Bands. We smashed them. We smashed them. So it's fun, man. It's all fun. But uh, there's a scoreboard, and Auburn has a big one. Well, we spent all kind of money on a big scoreboard and then decided to quit putting points on it. So, like, we uh, – it, it's just all – everything, man, that, you, that the passion and, and, and that you hear in, in me and Blake's voice, it comes from a place of love. Me and Blake are both 32. It comes from a place of <laughs> our dad's – it's the same story. Me and Blake have the same story. Like, dad took me out my mom's arms at the hospital – wiped me off with a towel, threw me in an Auburn onesie, and said, don't he look like a tiger? Mm -hmm. Real story. So that's why you're going to hear this, this passion, because we care a lot, man. And when we see people actually suit up in the AU, not try, and then we've heard all week that they weren't trying in practice, man, it's hard. It's hard not to get upset when you love something and you take it seriously and you want to see it be successful. So um, we, as we, as our football season has come to an end here and we're still going to do football content, but um, for one, like the subs, um, how much we've grown this football season, I want to say a big thank you to everybody at the Warpore. I want to say a big thank you to you, Blake, for letting me be a part of this with you. And a big thank you to all our friends, bro. Like this is, this has just been awesome. Had, uh, had a couple different people in Nashville. I mean, every time I go to an Auburn game now, you guys are walking up, introducing yourself, saying that you love the show. Um, and that, that really, that really does uh, mean the world to, to me. And, it, and Blake wasn't able to go to the games this year, but um, I tell him, hey man, you know, like they see us, you know, they, they, they recognize us and, and that makes him feel good as well. Cause we put a whole lot of work into this. So uh, I just want to say a big thank you to all y'all and just, you know, just know that like you can't disagree with the take and it's okay. It's, it's just football. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be super personal. And when we talk about this stuff, we're talking about the ball. Like we're pulling for these kids personally. We're pulling for these coaches personally, but um, sometimes, man, I can't, I can't put a, uh, I can't put a Christmas hat on a, on a turd and tell you it's Mr. Hanky. I can't like, that was just shit. That was just shit. Now, there, there, there's nothing else to it. And the way this season ended was bullshit. And losing um, losing however many bowl games we have in a row here is bullshit. Auburn having – it all is, bro. So, I, I can't call it anything other than than what it is. But, again, man, I really do love all of our subs. Uh, the football season has been a ton of fun interacting with you guys and all that. And uh, we're still going to pump it out, bro. I'm going to – I told our members, like, Y'all better get ready for this recruiting stuff because here at the War Report Network, we're about to turn up the recruiting, and I'm gonna be a big part of it. And Blake is too. So uh we're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing the Auburn content thing, man. We're gonna keep like pumping this out and War Eagle and all that kind of stuff. But uh we gotta be real. We gotta we we gotta be real and we gotta be honest sometimes. And uh I think the feedback, Blake, that me and you have got since we've been doing this, 
the majority of the people that sub to our channel and tell us they love us is they say we love the passion. Yep. They said that, that we know you guys really love Auburn. And so um, that will never change. Me and Blake will always bring the juice. We will always bring the passion. You can go back and play our episodes after we beat Vanderbilt. UMass. And me and, uh, UMass. And me and Blake are on here. Let's go. Like, we're going to hype it, bro. We're we, we going to rep Auburn. But, um, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll give this final example here. And then, oh, how's you, Blake? But, you know, we love Coop, right? We love Cooper McBury, the first baseman for Auburn. He was the first Auburn athlete that ever gave us a chance to interview him. Him and his family have been super supportive of us and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, I like I love Cooper, right? Um, don't, there's not, there's not an athlete right now at Auburn I'm going to see be successful more than Cooper McMurray. Uh, if Cooper goes on like a 0 for 20 streak, seven strikeouts, makes a couple errors at first, guess what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Coop McMurray ain't getting it done at first base, and he needs to figure it out. And Coop knows that because me and you have told him that, like, right? So, like, he knows that. He gets it. Um, so, that's just – that's part of this game, man. And right now, we've lost three games in a row. we got to come in here and tell you we've lost three games in a row, and that effort yesterday wasn't it. And if we lost 27 to 24 and we fought and we gave it every single thing we had, the tone on this one would have been a lot, a lot different. And if you don't believe that, Go back and listen to the Georgia episode. Go back and listen to my post game after Georgia on the War Report Network or my post game immediately after the game in the Iron Bowl. Because I felt like we gave effort then. It ain't about winning and losing right now. Now, in year three, I'm going to be like, hey, bro, what's up? But right now, it's about this effort. And uh, I just don't think, Blake, that after that Arkansas game, it, it was, I mean, I know like you tried in the Bama game, but the Mexico State in this game, man, and then even the Bama game, like you gave it away. So it's just, um, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. When you talk about all the recruiting momentum that we had, you really had an opportunity. And as you said, bro, you as you said, the opportunities, how many like the fumbles, the picks. I mean, you just didn't you didn't take them. And not only did you not make them in the game, but in the season, right? Like you said earlier, mm -hmm. New Mexico State, you were six and four. Big opportunity ahead of you. You're six and four. So let's say you lose to Bama. You still had an opportunity to win two of your next three games finish the season on a high note and you come out and just completely craft the bet. Okay. Yep. But you get a top 10 recruiting class. Like you said, top five somewhere. You got an opportunity to jump on that momentum, shoot into the off season, get some portal additions. Everybody be super hype. Now we got quarterback questions. We got questions about who's going to be calling play. It's just, we got to quit. I said it all summer. I have, and unfortunately I have to say it again, apparently opportunities will present themselves for Auburn in big games. Cam Riley will have an opportunity to make a pick. Auburn will have the opportunity to get a fourth in, uh, to get a stop on fourth and goal from the 31. You have an opportunity in a bowl game to show up and make it. And, and the ball's on the ground. J JD Rim tips the ball and it goes right to the freaking uh, guy. Like, we just don't make the plays, bro. And until we make the plays in the big games, this is what it's going to be. And you're not going to make the big plays until you make them. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, the point I make on that is there's a mental block in the entire Auburn program. Fans, players, coaches, everyone is expecting it to go wrong, and it does. And until we get past that, all of us, we like to preach family, right? We like to preach family, and I got guys sitting out on bowl games. Tell me I love the family. I'm a six-round pick, and I love the family, but I can't play the bowl game. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Um, and same thing for the fans, man. Same same thing for the fans. Like, it's just uh, and not and not everybody. But I'm just I'm just saying we've all got to 
to, to get in here, man, and, and just demand winning. Like, it, it has to be <laughs> – man, they wouldn't put up with some of this crap in Tuscaloosa. They wouldn't put up with a lot of this crap. And we got to kind of get back as the Auburn fans of kind of remembering what Auburn football is, what the standard for Auburn football is, and start holding our team, our coaches, and players accountable to that. So um, – but again, just I know I kind of said a lot there, but just again, yeah, I, was gonna say, I was gonna say thank you, man, to everybody uh, as because this football season it has been a ton of fun. I've, I've loved, I've loved going to all the games on Friday nights and doing all that. It's all just been a blast, and um, we're still gonna do the football content and everything. I just my hope for this team, man, and, and the, this program in the future is we just just give the fans what they deserve, man. <laughs> like, yeah. like I mean, we just, we, we, we show up and we show out and we show up and we show out and we show up and we show out and we continue to do it and we continue to do it. And I think that everybody out there, dude, is just starved to, to receive it, to get it back. So uh, I don't know. I don't know when exactly that's going to come, but just know that through all of it, I'm going to be, I'm going to play. I'm 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 gonna be right back at the game versus Alabama A and M. I I don't know no other way, bro. I don't know nothing else but to go support this damn team. So I'm gonna keep doing that, man. Um, and and more damn evil. My final thoughts, Dustin. Um, you know, love everything you said. My final thoughts is it's kind of two two different parts. Here is I think Auburn football will be okay. Um, I I think like I said, I think everything's headed into the right direction if you know certain things happen i believe in hugh freeze i think we're going to be okay uh, look we, we we were in a black hole we were in a dark black hole we struggled with just not having talent in big games all right there's games that we should have won that we didn't it was a tough first year hugh freeze admitted hey i wasn't great yep i did great recruiting i wasn't great on the field Hopefully all of that can change. We can we can grind and get it right. All right. You lost three straight games going into 2024. That's tough. I still believe in this coaching staff. I still believe in this football program. All right. Last episode we did. All right. That that was my first thing. Last episode we did, I made a comment about Caleb Williams sitting out and not playing. All right. I appreciate you listening to the show. I love it. Uh, thank you. But I forget who it was, but they commented and said, um, you know, understanding the life-changing money that's on the table um, isn't hard to, you know, isn't hard to get or whatever. Right. Um, it, you know, that's pretty simple to understand. And I get that, right? Like, cool, you know. Um. But yesterday during the game, I saw a quarterback get keep getting thrown in our face. All right. While we're struggling against Maryland, ESPN has the balls to flash a Bo Nix edit <laughs> in our face and say, Hey, where would this program be if they still had Bo Nix? Oh, they did that? Right? Yes, sir, they did. Ooh. All right. We're losing, we're losing 31 to 7. Ooh. And they flash a Bo Nix graphic and say, hey, this guy, Heisman Trophy finalist. This guy, second in FBS in completion percentage. All right. Where would this program be if they wouldn't have let Bo Nix go? All right. Now, 
I made those comments about Caleb Williams. If you can chest bump people and you can high-five people and you can wave a towel and be healthy on the sideline and not play for your team. All right? There's a reason I said that. Because guess who is playing hmm. Monday? Guess who Bo's is playing? Boza Bisnicks. Bo Dacious is playing <laughs> Monday. All right? And guess what? <laughs> you want to talk about life-changing money? My buddy is getting mock draft to the Las Vegas Raiders at 13. Right. He's getting mock draft 22nd or 23rd to the Minnesota Vikings. And you want to sit here and talk about life-changing money? No. It is about – it's about bowing your damn neck and playing and finishing what you started, dog. Yep. That's what it's about. And he – yesterday – they, they showed a graphic of – he said it wasn't even a discussion. Dan yeah. said, hey, you're playing, right? He said, absolutely. Why wouldn't I play? Right. Why wouldn't I play? Yeah, we got a game. We got a game. We're, we're, <laughs> after, they lost the, after they lost the Pac-12 championship, he said, hey, this is going to hurt. All right? I don't know how many more plane rides I have back to Eugene, Oregon, just sitting here with my brothers. Keyword there, brothers. All right? I don't know how many more times I'm going to get to do this. Yeah. He's playing, all right? Guess what? It's a brotherhood, dog. It, it means something to kids like that. And we, I get it. You want to talk about life-changing money. But my buddy has worked himself into a mock mm-hmm. draft uh, first-round money. And getting picked 22nd or 13th, that's life-changing money. That's first-round money. And he's playing against Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. Because guess what? He didn't give up on his team, Dustin. Yep. He didn't give up on his team, brother. They lost in the Pac-12 championship. His Heisman went out the window. All right? If they won that game, he wins the Heisman. His Heisman went out the window. His chance of going to the college football playoffs that he talked about since a kid went out the window. All right? I'll tell you this. You want to know why I didn't go to an Auburn game this year? Because I flew 2,600 miles to go see that kid play. I flew 2,600 miles to go see that guy play because I knew he was a gamer and he freaking wanted to finish what he started, man. And I'll be honest with you, at times I was rough on the kid when he was at Auburn. But you can see he still loves Auburn. He gave everything he ever could to our school. And he's playing in the game, dog. And I'm sick of this era opting out. I'm tired of it. You want to be treated like a professional athlete and you want NIL, then damn it, you you play like a professional athlete and you play the freaking games. Could you ever imagine, Dustin, an NFL player? Let's just take a guy from the Jets, hmm. Sauce Gardner. Let's take Sauce Gardner, all right? Highly profiled DB for the Jets. First-round pick. Elite talent. One of the best in the league. Yep. If he come to the Jets and he said, you know what? we're not going to the playoffs. So I'm going to just sit out the rest of the year. Just don't feel like playing, man. Screw it. I don't feel like playing. We suck. I'm done, man. I'm done. He'd be out the league, Blake. He'd be out the league. Despite how good he is, he'd be out the league. And nobody would touch him. Cut. Look at Russell Wilson. All right? Dog, Russell Wilson just got told, hey, we're cutting you. We're cutting you in March. Right. 
You know what Russell Wilson did? He went to a press conference and answered questions about it. They said, hey, man, how do you feel about this? And he said, you know what? Uh, whatever God puts in front of the table, you know, that that's the way we'll go. You know, I, I know there's another opportunity out there somewhere. Uh, we just got to sit around and, and pray about it and we'll figure this thing out. He didn't he didn't say, I ain't going to that damn podium. Screw that. Screw, screw that press conference. I ain't right. doing that. Dog, what are we teaching our kids, man? Well, what are we teaching our children? How to be losers. Like, look. I, I'm I'm okay with the transfer portal. Okay, if you are unhappy in a situation, and and you don't think you might be getting a fair shake somewhere, I'm cool with you opting to transfer. All right, but now we have opened it up to where you can transfer as much as you want. So there's guys out here on their fourth and fifth school. Like, it's we got we have to. Man, when I when when all of this started with NIL and transfer portal, I was so for it. And I was like, man, this is great. Like kids are gonna get paid. I'm always like I said, I'm pro player. Um, if guys are in a bad situation, they can portal out and go to a different school and maybe get themselves in a great situation, just like Bo did. All right. But Bo Nix, he anchored down and he worked his ass off. Mm-hmm. All right. He didn't, he didn't, oh, well, you know, things aren't working out here at Oregon. All right. Remember, they got beat 49 to three their first game at Oregon. Yeah. He didn't immediately come out and say, well, you know what? You know, it's just not working out at Oregon. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the transfer portal and I'm going to transfer to Utah. <laughs> Dog, what are we teaching our kids, man? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, you know, Florida State, I don't want to ever hear a damn. I, I don't want to hear anything, nothing, not not a freaking word. Absolutely pathetic. Pitiful, all right? And and you had, I don't care how many people you had sit out. <laughs> it, it, no, no. And for you to sit here and tell me that you deserved a shot to be in the college football playoff, get out of here, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, I'll, you would have got pulled out, Blake. If anybody deserved a chance at the college football playoffs, it was Georgia. It was Georgia. <laughs> right. They got they got screwed. Not FSU. Georgia got screwed because they're one of the top four. Yeah. Why? If you're Florida State, I mean the Sugar Bowl. I was. I love that. I never thought about that angle. Um, show up, win the game, and then say, "Damn it, we told y'all we're the national champions. We told y'all that." But instead, it's this new era where up oh, times are tough. Well, let's pack it up and call it the day. We got screwed. We ain't gonna fight. Could yeah. you imagine Jason Campbell coming out and saying, "Hey, uh, I, I'm gonna opt out of the uh, Sugar Bowl and not play against Virginia Tech." I couldn't. There's no way. There's no way. Could just let that go through your mind real quick. Cadillac and Ronnie both coming out and saying, "You know what, Junior Rose Green? You know what? We're just not gonna play. We're just not, we got screwed. So we're just not gonna play." No, you know what they did? An undefeated season meant something. Right. It meant something to those guys. And they still wear it on their chest, bro. Every time they, they – hey, we went undefeated sure. for the Auburn Tigers. Legend it says. meant something to win that Sugar Bowl. And now they can say, hey, guess what? You screwed us, dog. You screwed us. 
Instead, Florida State, you sat around for a month and you pouted about it. You know, oh, we didn't get in. We didn't get in. All right. I hate that Jordan Travis broke his leg. I hate it because the kid yesterday he was on the sideline with Brock Glenn. He was going over uh, coverages and and everything and and plays and all of this stuff, man. It was great to see him do that. It sucks. But these guys could have opted in to play that game yesterday. And even if you get beat, you went out fighting for your university. That's the difference in today's game, man. That's the difference. It's just, it's no passion. And people want to sit here and say, oh, well, college football is better than the NFL. Get the, man, get out of here. That's blasphemy, dog. That is blasphemy. That is the worst take I've ever heard. It's awful. Yeah, it's bad. I, I'm I'm just sick of it, man. I'm fed up with it. Um, like you said earlier, bowl season used to mean something. It used to be fun. You used to remember when you used to get into the bowl tracker and they would keep the records of the conferences. I mean, they still do oh, yeah. it, but it don't mean yeah. a damn thing anymore. Oh yeah. I mean, it was fun, man. Um, and now it sucks. It sucks. But uh, respect to to number ten at Oregon. And, and and I'll be straight up with you. I love Auburn to death, but that's the reason I didn't go to an Auburn game this year. Um, I I just, you know, me and my brother, we planned a trip to to go see Bo play, and and I I was at uh, Dallas his first game as an Auburn Tiger against the Oregon Ducks, and I said, hey man, let's let's go watch him play his last season. And uh, I feel like you know we owe it to the guy to to keep being a fan, you know, because he he. He leaves it all out there, man, and, and you, you're going to see it Monday. So, so excuse me. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of hurt at all the opting out and stuff, man. It, it just yeah. it gets under my skin, dude. Yeah, mine too. And I'm, I'm, I'm I think, I think everybody's, uh, I think everybody's going to get that after this episode. We are not a fan of people opting out of bowl games. And look, yeah, I mean, uh, you're obviously a, a much bigger, bigger bonex guy than me. But um, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad about the kids' competitiveness. And yeah, like you said, uh. When uh, I never had a question that Bo was like, I knew I knew he's gonna play in the bowl game, right? Yeah. So, um, like, I'm not his biggest fan, and it's not personal. Again, it's it's all football. You want to know why I'm not a big Bo Nix fan? He left Auburn. Period. Yep. I know, like, probably the right decision for him. Can't even argue it at this point. Um, if I was Bo Nix, I probably would have made that decision, especially if I was dealing with Brian freaking Harson every day. Yeah. Like, I'm not knocking. I'm just telling y'all again, fan. Fan, not personal, yeah. not personal stuff. Just fan. The fan it means like you left Auburn, screw you. So that's that's really the root of it'll be. And guess what? Going to be the same thing with Alan Flanagan this year. And y'all yeah. know that I've I've told everybody y'all I love me some Robbie Ashford. Guess how much you want to hear me talk about Robbie Ashford moving forward? Yeah, zero, zero. But that's just me. But yeah, bro, like I do I do feel what you're saying. And um, yeah, it's hard to when you see when you see the majority of these kids not cut from that cloth. Got to show Bo his love, even me. Got to yeah. say, man, listen, bro, kid going out there playing. Um, and again, like to to what he's cut from, what he's made of, never. I never would have like I knew Bo Nix was gonna play in a bowl game. If yep. if Oregon was eight and four, Bo Nix would have played in the bowl game, and uh, that probably that probably comes from his father. If I had yep. to guess, that's probably something that's been instilled in him uh, from his dad about finishing what you started, how to be a true quarterback, to be a true leader. And um, if I was an NFL scout and I was looking at uh, if I was an NFL GM and my scouts were bringing me scouting reports on Bo Nix or Caleb Williams, 
participated in bowl, did not participate in bowl, would uh, go heavy. It'd be a heavy lean Bo Nix. And then the second one would be paints fingernails and doesn't paint fingernails. And I would be going heavy towards my quarterback that doesn't paint fingernails as well. Uh, yeah. You can hear it here first, uh, January 31st, New Year's Eve, uh, 2023. Caleb Williams is going to be a bust in the NFL. He's not going to be good. And uh, I will stand I'll stand on that one. So uh, appreciate everybody listening to us, man. Um, I know it wasn't the the funnest episode. Hey. We will be back Tuesday. And look, we still going to do some football stuff. But listen, man, we've done some basketball episodes and nobody's been watching them. And we get it. It's fo- it was football season, all that kind of stuff. But, guys, winning is fun. Okay? Yep. And Bruce Pearl knows how to win. So yep. let's tap in. Let's support this basketball team that I think is going to make a deep run in March if they keep yep. doing what they're doing. I like the way this team is built, not just right now, but for March. And um, this is a program, this is a culture where it was bad and got figured out. So hopefully Hugh Freeze can do the same for the football team. Uh, we went an hour and a half today, Blake. We got a lot off our chest. Hey, it was <laughs> worth it. It was worth it, man. Yesterday sucks. So. Yeah, yeah. War damn sure. eagle. War Damn Eagle forever and always. Hit that thumbs up button, man. Hit that subscribe button. We will be back Tuesday night with the live show um, for our members. Give me a couple of days, and I'll put together the uh, the content that I promised you from the bowl game. You will notice there's a whole lot of stuff leading up to the bowl game, and then there's a little bit of content after <laughs> it. But uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'll make that thing uh, look nice for you guys, and it'll come out this week, and we'll do our member uh, podcast and all that stuff as well. So like button, subscribe button. Love y'all. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Boy, damn eagle, we're out of here.